0: Hello, and welcome to the Matching Mom Jeans podcast.
1: I'm Shelby. I'm Nicole. And today we have Rory. Da-da-da-da! Air horn. The first
0: non-mom guest. Oh.
1: Yeah, you're the first non-mom guest. Oh. If you can include you as not a mom, because technically you do co-assist my momhood sometimes.
2: <laughs> I was there for and. quite a bit of it. <laughs>
0: I mean, you did just spend the last semester as a nanny, right?
2: Yes, that is true. I have. Oh, see, so, so she's like a long time. <laughs>
1: we'll we'll consider her like a fourth of a mom.
0: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna go 0. 0.35. So
1: oh, see, we, there we go.
2: Mm, that works sure. really well. Mm. Nice, nice. Not and- sure if we should do the three fifths. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's
1: a good. A one. nice adjacent momhood.
2: <laughs> that's a good reference to make. What's the, what's three fifths reference? Point three five was.
1: Oh, okay, yes.
2: <laughs> See, I mean, oh. 0.35 is different from three-fifths. Well, I
1: said 0.35. Five. You win three-fifths with that. it.
2: Well, yeah, but it's a three to five together. What do you say?
1: Sp- <laughs> See, you this, spig- is, this is an excellent introduction to why we have a representative of Gen Z on the podcast.
2: Because <laughs> oh, their brains no.
1: work in mysterious Massively ways. Really. <laughs> so mysterious.
2: Yes, I'm sure the entirety of the Gen Z populace will be... Glad just that- so glad that they have <laughs> me to represent their entire existence, all of their opinions, all encompassing, guarantee absolutely nothing i say will be inaccurate or that's
0: the most Over anti-gen z thing i've ever
2: heard <laughs> exactly nobody has opinions other than it's all no
1: it's only me it's only my no. they've elected me and yes. by that i mean no, no my, my also I'm
2: say i'm not sure we're all just really confused <laughs> <laughs> everyone is different i don't know
1: <laughs> well so the reason that you're here is because when this podcast comes out next week, it will be June 1st, which is the beginning of Pride Month. Pride Month. I yay! know it's going to be awesome. Rory and I really like Pride Month. Oh, yes. <laughs> the it's most,
0: good. the most colorful of all the months.
1: It is, it is. The most colorful of all Obviously. the months. Um, and. The heat, at least It is. I know. I know. <laughs> and it rains every time we try to go to Pride. Always. Oh, it is
0: not. It's not for the faint of heart for more than one reason.
2: Oh yes, <laughs> very real.
1: <laughs> Um, but twenty percent of Gen Z identifies as part of LGBT plus, which we've selected that term today. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because yes. there's lots of different ways to use it. <laughs> um, I was
0: I was told that maybe we don't say alphabet mafia anymore, but maybe we do. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: I, don't know. I, I, sure I feel eyes. like
1: you I feel like you pigeonhole yourself as an older person. When you use Alphabet Mafia, because <laughs> I'm
0: you're 30 years I'm old,
1: more
2: okay. More of a Twitter thing than like a TikTok and Instagram thing. Very true. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> gotta.
1: You're you're the the Twitter generation instead of the TikTok generation. Um, I, my
0: my my Twitter, rest in peace. Rest
1: you in did. Peace you deactivated first. it, didn't you? I did. I had it.
0: Nice. I had it from you're 2009 off, cool until spring. last year when everything started going down.
2: yes Yes.
1: mine technically mine technically still exists but it's not living on my phone anymore which is basically Mm. the graveyard yeah because it and facebook are in an in a graveyard now
2: yeah i have one old twitter account that i made at like 12 don't
1: say that they will kick you out of gen z (laughs)
2: well it was the the profile picture was a glass of milk and that was like i don't know why i did that i thought right. i don't know i thought it was funny but i didn't do anything on it like, you just, just had a just glass had of milk glass profile as a twitter profile i think probably because they like block you from going through things and i was like oh yeah. i gotta make it a. Ca- I don't know It that's stupid. That's was i was, so, was
0: trying to, to figure out like a daily dose of whatever
1: joke that
0: can't think of one no, I, just so. hate milk.
2: <laughs> I just hate <laughs> it <laughs> there's
1: a that's significant so hatred funny. of milk coming from rory
0: Yes. Um okay so twenty so percent that's a that's a pretty high percentage of the population. Yeah. It is. And, and you
2: have to you have to keep in mind that those are people who self identify in the LGBT plus community. And are because, willing to take a I, yes, are willing um, to take a survey. Yes. <laughs> because if you look at every statistic is going to be a little skewed because if you wanna look at like, oh, gay people didn't exist in the nineteen hundreds. Yes they did. They just didn't tell anyone. Yeah. (laughs) They weren't filling out surveys. They were like, Hmm, this isn't real. This is not a thing. Yeah. So it's all good. Or they they told
0: people but not within the like The boundaries of fear.
2: Yes. (laughs) The
0: people that would have known or reported or
2: asylum. Yeah. There's
1: a Uh, difference between there's a difference between, hey, yo, I told my sister and I'm in a room full of a hundred people and I'm gonna raise my hand.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) So it could possibly be that Gen Z is just the first generation that feels free enough.
2: Yes, that
1: is exactly to identify. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the perfect, that's the perfect argument, because I think as parents, you have a dual responsibility to educate your child to continue that trend of the world being accepting at large and society being accepting at large and affirming, but also then creating an environment in your own home where your child can have that conversation with you. So it's, it's, it's kind of a in the home and out of the home responsibility, very similar to like Um, you know, the conversation around consent, like you have to have a conversation about, you know, teaching your child how consent applies to their own body and their own experiences and also how it applies to other people and their experiences. So it's kind of a weird like it's not you. You don't just wait till your child's a teenager or middle schooler or junior high or whatever and says, hey, I'm having these feelings like you kind of have to start it when they're very young.
0: Yeah, right. Like, I think a lot of people see, see the conversation around like Pride Month and stuff as like a, a politically correct conversation, if anything. And unless it's unless it's within their own house, like unless they have like a very personal stake in Pride Month, it's more like a politically correct thing. But I would argue that in some ways, our generation needs to be moving toward the morally correctness of acceptance.
1: Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely like, good. and that
0: starts at a much younger age than politically correct. Like children who can't vote can still be kind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and okay, yeah. one of the reasons that I wanted Rory to be the person to talk about this is because existing in Gen Z and especially this first year at college, you know, um, you're coming home with a lot of stories about different friends and how they yeah how they represent on that kind of spectrum of acceptance and affirmation because I think family can you explain to us the difference between acceptance and like being an affirming environment
2: yes well yes because I have several friends whose families are like accepting they're like hey, cool, what is the, what is the whole, you know, you don't have to understand to be like, what is the whole pronoun situation? Like, yeah. what is this going to be? You know, I will kick you out of the house if you come home with a boy or something like that. Um, uh, affirming can be, oops, I hit the cord. <laughs> I think it's fine. I hope that didn't make a noise. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so you don't, you don't necessarily have to understand Or to, I don't know, really just... You don't have to be an expert. Agree. You don't have to be an expert. You don't even have to agree. If you're going to unconditionally love your child and accept that sometimes things change. Sometimes things will be like this for the rest of their life. It doesn't really matter to you because you love them and you want to continue to have a relationship with them. And you want them to be okay. Like, that is acceptance. Like, you can be affirming. But either way, you will just accept that your child is the way that they are, and what they want to do, and just be with them through that journey and that transformation, and you know, understand that sometimes things are concrete and sometimes they're not, and it's just kind of
1: yeah we we've had that we've had that <laughs> yeah. conversation my husband and I um, several times of like what do we do if um, one of our children identifies like like changes the way they want to identify and then changes again. And it's one of those things where like, you don't do anything. You just continue the same level of love and acceptance. Yeah. And, and I think that's where as parents of younger children, you start that conversation early of like, not everything is binary. I mean, ha ha ha. Ha, ha. But also (laughs) not everything is, (laughs) you know, not everything is binary. Not everything is black and white. Um, you know, it, you don't, it's not a, it's not a, all of a sudden this person's in this category and they can't go back and forth. Like that's why it's a spectrum. Um, and kind of this. Is yeah. there a different well, word other than spectrum? I don't know.
0: Fluidity. a good
2: word. Fluidi- fluidity. Fluidity. Yeah. Wow. I can't
0: even say that word. <laughs> it's
2: but just word. funny. I think, I think the way the Rory described theory.
0: it <laughs> is just True. so simple. Like. Yeah. And as adults I feel like the conversation becomes so complicated but it's just yeah. so simple this is your child this is your child's friend this is your child's this is your child's neighbor this is your child's classmate like why can you not just simply accept them and love them
2: yeah you don't have to make it you know all complicated you don't have to really I mean you can go and be like I'm going to do a bunch of research on this. I don't really understand this. But don't necessarily put the burden on them to be like, well, are you going to explain this to me? Yeah, are that's going to- that's a really good point. Because yeah. especially if your child comes to you and
1: says, I'm questioning these things. I don't think it would be very fair to be like, well, you need to tell me right now what where you're landing on this. Because that is a little unfair. If your child is is coming to you and saying, I'm not 100% sure, like it's it's very not fair to pigeonhole them. Yeah. And I do think we see that a lot, or at least I see that with clients that I've worked with, is what they can't get their head wrapped around is, is the, the gray areas. Yeah. You know, they want to know, well, if my child is identifying as non-binary, now my head is exploding because are they... Uh, Male, are they female? How do I, you know, they want to make this 110% switch of, okay, well, all of a sudden, I don't have a daughter, I have a son, or I don't have a son, I have a daughter. And it's like, that's not accurate. Yeah. Um,
0: That's also focusing on how it affects you rather than how it affects your child.
1: Ta (laughs) da! Yeah, no, that's 100% true, but they, it's, I can tell you from years of experience, it's so hard to get a parent to understand that if they are, caught up in the egocentrism of, oh my gosh, my identity as a mom of a boy or a mom of a girl is now being challenged. It's almost like a personal attack. And I've seen parents react that way. Um, And that's actually, in some ways, you can argue that that's valid because relationships are you know, they're between two people. And if one person is moving in that relationship or changing in that relationship, the relationship cannot be rigid. It has to be a living, breathing thing that can move and change and grow. And I feel like as parents, we don't do that a lot with our children. It is, I am your parent and it's stable and sturdy and ironclad, And that is not real as your parent grows up. And that's actually another reason, um, that I considered having um, Rory on the podcast for another conversation, which is like how you go from being a parent of a child to suddenly your child is a young adult. Um, Because we've talked, Rory and I've talked long and hard about like the different stages of parenting. And um, when you work in parent education, you talk about like you are a lifeguard until your child is six. And then you are an instructor until your child is 12 or you know these are all ranges but then at 12 you become a um like a coach and you kind of coach them and then at 18 19 20 years old you have the opportunity to be a confidant a friend a safe place um and a lot of times parents are like okay i'm done i'm just your parent you respect me and it's like that's not and that's not what we want. That's not the goal in engaging with your child. You want to meet them at these different stages in the level that they need. You know, I think I think Rory would agree with me on this. I don't think that Rory needs the same level of supervision that my 2-year-old does. <laughs>
0: well, we think oh, we think so. <laughs>
2: but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of this growing conversation that I feel like if people would recognize it more, it'd be very easily applicable because you have this thing, you're sending your child off to kindergarten. Your child is going into elementary school middle school for the first time. Oh, you know, she's not my baby girl anymore. She's growing up. Well, sometimes she's not your baby girl anymore. She might be your baby boy now. Like you just don't know, Yeah. <laughs> but it's the well, same level of, Oh, things are changing, but that doesn't mean they're not still my child. You just have to move along with them instead of staying because having your child grow past you is like one of the worst experiences for both you and the, and the parents, you know? It's yeah.
0: Not well, I do one. think that some of the issue, if we want to call it issue with like parents, especially like mothers having a, an, a struggle with, the like adjustment with the fluidity, like all that thing is because so much of motherhood shakes your confidence. And so once you get something down and like concrete it in and you figure <laughs> it out, like it would be nice if that did not change, you know, like, this is like, you you know, like let's, let's, ta- let's take it a step back and look at something different. Like, like if your child suddenly becomes a vegetarian,
1: <laughs> Oh Welcome and to my all life. Of <laughs> all of a sudden,
0: you can't go to chicken nuggets.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. no. That they was that was well. a my real child transition. Will
2: finally, eat peanut butter. Now we can get my child's iron up. Never oh. mind. All of a sudden, wow, well, was refusing to eat peanut butter, putting me oh, on glass.
1: Fired. Shots, shots fired. fired. My two-year-old is uh, been identified as uh, anemic and uh. We thought we had fixed it by giving him this iron supported peanut butter because it's his favorite thing in the world. And now he won't touch it.
2: He loves peanut butter. <laughs> now he won't eat, put it in his mouth ever.
1: Uh, so <laughs> now we have baby. to actually give him. Yeah. Uh, last night I gave him his like first dose of his like real iron support, like supplement. Which I had to take
2: Terrible.
1: Yeah. Rory can attest to how bad this is.
2: It's very gross.
1: But, uh, he walked around going, nah, nah, nah. yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. And I was like, can you just yeah. eat your peanut butter, man? <laughs>
0: but, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like so much is constantly changing. Like And so, like, even if we're talking about, you know, teenagers, like, if between junior year and senior year... It's not just the classes, the activities, the prepping for college, the t- the tests and stuff, and all of that's changing. The shoe size is changing. The you know, like the size your child wears changing. If suddenly they don't have the same name, or or they they don't fund like fundamentally use the same pronouns, I could see why that would be earth shaking. And like I do think that I do think that burden to handle your own earth shaking like your own earthquake. I do think that burden does not need to be on the the child who already has something going on or the or the adult yeah. child who has something going on. I'm yeah. sorry bori what'd you say?
2: Oh I'm sorry. I was just saying that might be a good a decent way to bond because your child is probably going through the same level of holy crap what is this? What, yeah what, what is going on? And you could go are you really confused? Because I'm really confused too. You know, let's talk about that.
0: (laughs) Mm, Gentle parenting. We just Uh, got to validate those emotions and work through them. Don't we? Oh man.
1: I saw the funniest video the other day. That was, I am, I never said I was a gentle parent. I am gentle parenting. Don't put me (laughs) in that box. I have the opportunity to not gentle today. (laughs) which is actually it's a an action verb because like yeah. you know it may grow and change based on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I might not okay. gentle parent today. <laughs> so Rory, let's
0: talk about the um and maybe maybe you don't have an answer for this, but let's let's talk about the circumstance where someone gets it wrong. Like Say, like do you have wrong? any? Do you have any friends or classmates or anyone whose parents have got it wrong? Like, at what point oh, uh, is it so unsupportive that that relationship is is gone? It. Or is this something that like your parents are your parents, and if the, it takes them longer what to figure out
1: what level of happiness be like? can because be? I think
0: I think I I don't I don't want I don't want my daughter to grow up and then if I handle if I react poorly to something or even if it's not, even if it's not pride related or anything like that, like even if she just tells me she never wants to get her driver's license. um, Like, I don't know. Like I don't want to react so poorly that that love is not there. Like, is this a love conquers all situation?
2: See, I think that that is very interesting because I was confused for a minute because I am so used to seeing Most of the friends at college that I have are parents who just straight up refuse. If Mm. I ignore it, if I say it's not true, then it's not real. Interesting. Um, I'm not going to use the pronouns that you want. I'm going to use the name that I gave you, not the name that you feel most comfortable with right now. I refuse to do this. Um, That is most of the experience that I've seen. And so that is kind of a different experience, I think. Because you're looking at them and all of a sudden it's not a parent you've made yourself an enemy versus if you are very confused (laughs) and having a really hard time and you respond really badly. I think that all a a child wants is for their parent to love them and to be okay with them. So would you say that? I think that there's really no bridge that can be burned because you're, you're always going to have this like, um, I don't know what am i what am i trying to say like you're always going to be oh thank god you know my mom and my dad they still love me Mm -hmm. um you know if you make that clear anything else you know if you get it wrong if you misgender them over and over and over again it's okay because if you make it clear that you you know and you accept and you're just having a hard time i mean that's that's So in this situation, if that
0: foundation is there.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. You have that, you have that foundation of, you know, being, being mature enough and recognizing your parent is mature enough to have a hard time with things. That doesn't mean that they can't make mistakes, just like you can make mistakes. So, okay. What What about, what about your
1: friends who do have that rejection? I mean, so I think what, so I don't know that you've told me about any of your friends who have like a, um, an aggressive set of parents where, cause I think that would be, so there's like kind of the like accepting and affirming and, and then. The other end of the spectrum, I would argue, is, you know, the, the straight up rejection and aggression. Yes. And so what you're saying is a lot of your friends kind of fall in this middle area of like, we're just going to ignore it. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, like we're not kicking you out of the house, you, but we're not going to use these things. We're not going to accept it. I think.
1: And um, that probably is a little easier to swallow than kind of the aggression against who you are as a person.
2: Yeah, I would say it depends on how young you are,
1: because
2: Mm. if you're in the really kind of fragile stages of teenagehood and you go to a parent and they, they reject, you don't have that strong foundation of like, I may not understand, but I'm going to accept it because I still love you. Like if you have that good foundation, you can really make it through whatever. But if, I mean, it really, this might be a little dark. It really makes the difference between your adult child not talking to you when they become 18 versus your adult child um, not making it to 18 and committing suicide. (laughs) Yeah. So actually, I was about (laughs) to say that. I've
1: I've been digging into the Trevor Project. I have several friends who volunteer with the Trevor Project. um, And I think they're an excellent source of information. And so, like, they have all of this information for parents. So I'm going to link them. Um, underneath the show notes but there is actually a um a conversation on their website for parents that is like um it it's it's a poll of like children or not you know the like the the child side of the equation um teenagers and then like what affirming action was taken by your parent and how it impacted suicidality and suicidal thoughts yeah and so wow Mm -hmm. so um (laughs) if your parent is not so let's say like it's it's in percentages so it cuts it in half it cuts suicidality as a as a whole so that's attempts that's conversations that's um ideations um it cuts it in half so like what they're saying is 12% of respondents um who had non affirming action experienced suicidality and only 6% who had um, like a f- affirming response had suicidality. And so that is a big difference. 12% versus 6% is a big conversation. Um, when okay, you're talking so
2: about-
0: explain to those of who don't know what's going on. Um, what what an affirming action would be. Is so that actually- is that just like the conversation? is is had and you say okay
1: so actually is that accepting we have another chart they have another chart which is one of my favorites um that is the frequency of supportive parent caregiver actions and um so this was this was fascinating because it kind of talks about the different options that parents have and what parents are actually truly doing and this was all from 2022 so 75 percent identified that their parent has been welcoming and kind to um, their friends who identify as LGBT Mm, Um, plus. Only 67% said that their parents have talked respectfully about their own identities. Um, There are 52% that say that their gender expression was supported. Um, 44% say that their parents educated themselves about LGBT plus. So I thought that was kind of low, like only 44% of parents are actually putting the effort into, to to educate themselves. Um, And which seems like
0: the bare minimum.
1: Yeah. Well, and then 43% um, of parents openly and respectfully discussed issues affecting the LGBT um, plus community with their child. So it's like interesting to Political see issues,
0: like the crazy target thing.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that in just a second. <laughs> so, but I think that's such an interesting drop from 75% being like, yeah, they accept my friends. Yeah. Down to, you know, only 44 and 43% having open conversations and educating themselves about what's going on with their child. That's kind of bonkers. Because if you think about like... um, like, if you put it into a different issue, so let's, like, let's well, let's talk about my two-year-old's anemia. If I didn't bother, like, if only 44% of um, parents who were told by pediatricians, like, hey, your child's blood test came back, he's a little anemic. Like, if only 44% of parents bothered to figure out what anemia was and what foods would raise their child's iron, like, that's, like, a health issue straight right? across. And so... Yeah. Gender identity, um, sexual preferences—all of that is also a health issue. I mean, we're talking about five simple things that parents can do: welcome and be kind to, to friends to keep
0: their children alive.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yes. To keep like, we're not talking about to keep your child growing into to growing into a full-fledged person, which should be your goal as a parent. Yeah. Your goal well, And what
0: kills goal. me is so much of the argument is, well, they may be too young to make this decision. Well, then get them older. Help them live.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's a real thing, though. Like, if you don't think your 15-year-old is old enough to make a decision about what gender they want to be—that's a whole different discussion. But the the bare minimum is is getting them to sixteen, to getting them to seventeen, to getting them to twenty-two. And like I, get them to the full frontal lobe first.
1: That would yeah. be ideal. And that was yeah, what that, that was what be- was so heartbra- heartbreaking. Heartbreaking <laughs> working with some of the parents that I've worked with in the past because they don't get that. I've actually worked with parents who do not understand. The actual risk. And sometimes that is just, um, you know, speak no evil, hear no evil, um, see no evil if of I like, see la, it, la la la, not la la there. la la yeah. la. Um, and like, it was a really hard conversation to be like, statistically, your child is at risk. And they'd be like, well, I know that they went to the hospital for suicidality, but they would never. And it's I like, know
2: I love them. Are you sure? about that?" Yeah. Are
1: have you, you positive?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what the conversation is about. You don't have to agree. But it, you're going to have to teach them open communication at some point so that they grow into a mature adult and they. Get into, you know, healthy relationships. Well, if and so. Same romantic and So here's whatever.
1: an interesting thing. So here's an interesting thing. Those statistics that I just went through only apply to cisgender. And so that's C-I-S gender, um, which are.
2: You identify that, as the sex you, you were born with. Yes. Okay. Yes. So like cis means same. Cis means same. There you go. Same when you were born with. So, I feel at home with what I was. So
1: with. what's interesting is how quickly, those drop when your child, youth, however you want to say it, is identifying among non-binary, transgender, and gender questioning. You know, those drop by, let me see, 5 to 10% straight across the board. So oh, wow. what we're seeing is that, like, again, I, I think it's so interesting that you said this, of like, it's almost like the parents' own... Like, well, who does that make me question is directly impacting how they engage with their child. Yeah. Um, And I think that's pretty dangerous.
2: Yeah. And you can think, I mean, if you want to feel like you try to understand more why this would affect your child so negatively is, well, you're, you're not just rejecting something that they enjoy or something that they kind of partake in you're rejecting their identity as a person and there's a lot of this there's a lot of this stuff that i see about parents being like about parents grieving which Mm. is on the one hand valid yeah because it is an earth-shaking thing as shelby said like it is like a thing where it's like wow I've been using the same pronouns and the same name for blah, blah, blah years. And all of a sudden this has all changed. But your child isn't gone unless you push them away. That Yeah, that's a really... right there. And some people will choose to essentially bury their children Mm. and ignore the person that they want to become by clinging on to this this grief. Do you feel like you see that that happen?
1: Do you feel like that happens more with kind of the non-cis... Um, people, so like that's when your child's identifying transgender, gender questioning. And again, I think that does go back to that sometimes. And this drives me bonkers, um, of like, you see this on social media all the time of like mom of boys, um, or I'm a girl mom, you know, like when your child is pretty young and it, it is super interesting to me. And I get a little frustrated because when people find out that I am parenting two little boys, as they identify right now, um, it's automatically this conversation of like, "Oh, they wear you out. You must be so tired." Like, again, like we're taking children, very small children,
2: yeah,
1: um, and I and assigning these qualities to them, yeah. and ass- therefore assigning oh, these yeah. qualities to their parents.
2: Yeah, take so, my
0: take my sixteen uh, month old, however old she is, seventeen month old, <laughs> something. Take her to the grocery store in one of the hand-me-downs from your son and no ponytails. And then take her to the grocery store with a flowered shirt on and pigtails and see what everybody assigns to her based on whether or not she's got yep. pigtails.
1: Exactly. Like this
0: is this is one of those things where like if you don't want to feel like your earth gets shaken, don't build your earth on shaky ground.
1: Yes, yeah. that's such like a good way to put that. And <laughs> I think
0: that our generation of mothers is on their way to improving this in some ways, because like the people that are like. The the people that are grieving the loss of their children, I cannot even imagine that. Because my perspective as a mother. Granted, I have so much experience. I am seventeen months into this. Um, <laughs> You're living it. But you know what I mean? Like, like my 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 goal as a mother is to help her become who she is. Yeah. Not yeah. not, not build her, define what I want her to be. Her yeah. Yeah. Or turn her into a mini me, or you know what I mean? Like any of these goals that I feel like I saw. 10, 15 years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, like, yeah.
0: as this conversation changes, I do wonder how many of those statistics will drop just because of things like...
1: <laughs> R- Rory just said the Victorian times, and my instinct was to be, like, the 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> Bro,
2: like, Pride and Prejudice style. Dang it, I got another girl. Now I have to make her a proper woman. Yeah. Off. We don't have to do that anymore. Well... You don't have to limit
0: yourself as much. <laughs> the, vict- the Victorian times were also completely different Ooh. because it was like, yeah, oh, another, you a another you. woman, <laughs> I can trade her for cows. Um, <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> well, but no, I think you're onto something because it's, there's an interesting conversation in social media and parenting right now. That's like, you do realize you're naming, when you choose a name for your child, you're naming a future adult. Like, sometimes there is this weird, like, pathological, like, I need to say this name. Like, I will never forget um, sitting with my husband in bed, eight months pregnant, and him throwing out name ideas, because we did not name our child until 24 hours after he was born. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We were (laughs) waiting with bated breath. And him being like, okay, say this name to a five-year-old. And so we would, we would yell it out like a five-year-old was running into the street. And then he'd be like, and now picture this person stomping up and down the stairs and you're yelling at them to stop stomping up the stairs. And now yell it out like your child is practicing driving and trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and now. And then put the know, doctor in front of it. And now, yeah, put doctor yeah, yeah. in front of it or say it being announced it at graduation. Or graduation or you something. know, like yeah. I met a little child the other day. Whose name was um, Wolfgang. Like, you know, like what like is it? Like or Wolf, Mozart. Or whatever? Mozart. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I was like, okay, that's interesting. The uh, That's kind of a cute little kid name. And it yeah, obviously could be. Go to the OBGYN
0: Wolfgang. named Wolfgang. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, but what I was going to say is, like, go to junior high named yeah. Wolfgang.
2: Oh. Like, yeah.
1: like that's you know like you have or, to think your child's going to be a dynamic person for 80 years you hope. Hopefully. And it's like <laughs> can you imagine maybe, grandpa Wolfgang? Maybe Although, that's like a we'll super
0: think. hopeful name. Like maybe <laughs> maybe that that naming process involved this world is going to be the place that will accept a wolf gang Wolfgang in ten, 10 years, years. you this know what i mean like,
2: like the future to be like <laughs> i will say in in this is pure gen z perspective naming your child wolf Game opens them up to be nicknamed wolf which does imply your child is going to be a furry so I, if you don't want that oh we are not ready for <laughs> we cannot open okay, the door
0: we cannot <laughs> open the door to things i don't understand i haven't done any research for this topic <laughs>
2: You do my research
1: on <laughs> Please don't do your research on don't,
2: furries. Don't. You don't need um. <laughs> Don't we'll so worry, your we'll child just... will be happy to explain that to yeah, you. Yeah, I was about that, to say that. Is a, <laughs> no. That is it, a they will find out by themselves.
1: um Just remember the mental health 911 is 988. If your child identifies as a furry, please go ahead and contact the emergency services appropriate
2: to you. Okay.
0: Precautionary emergency they're service.
2: I podcast in like 10 years and they're like, they were discriminatory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, I know. Like
1: no, the furry community. We support you. We are slightly afraid of you, but we do support you. We numb,
0: we are pretty. Oh, we're like we're like at least eighty five percent sure <laughs> that we support you. <laughs> we don't we don't really know, but based on the look in Rory's eyes, I think I do. <laughs> I think we do. Um, that is really funny, Rory.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you <no. like, laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who's a furry. It's fine. No, it's fine.
2: We, we really actually don't care
1: yes no you're we fine
2: spent this whole podcast trust me we don't live your life what just you identify as just don't <laughs> that's true me down a dark alley that's
1: all i care about that is the she only is problem i have fears about this that, is my boundary um i will accept you at all times except for in a dark alley um and that's, that is only because I i'm a little decide. afraid of those um i'm a little afraid of the giant costumed people at uh, Disneyland as well so yes
2: mascots are, are my, my university that I go to has a mascot <laughs> and it's like a, it's a humanoid mascot I was
1: about to say it's a fake human so yeah, that's it's even a fake scary. Human, and
2: so the eyes are like giant and I'm like Ugh. no thank you <laughs> please don't get near um, me
1: you mentioned target so and I don't know like sis you mentioned target and I don't know much about what's going on yes, there I saw like what's a what's blip happening? headline so do I even want to well
0: obviously you have to be a southern white woman to understand why so many of your neighbors are boycotting Target.
1: <laughs> Born and raised in Seattle.
2: Boycotting Target.
1: Wait, no, no, no. Target is their favorite land. Target yes. is their Disney World. Yes.
2: They can't be expected they to have leave slushies Target. Slushies and
0: popcorn there. <laughs> <laughs> not the slushies and popcorn. So you know, it's, Starbucks. It's, you can
1: start with Starbucks and move on so to a popcorn and a slushy.
0: This week the um the target pride collection came out and Ooh. it has resulted in a lot yeah, pride collection of backlash because of the sizes of some of the um child some of the like affirming apparel and the stickers well, and well, the, yeah, that kind of stuff
1: I have dressed my children and there, I mean there's
0: languages like like here's the thing I here's the thing that I do You know, I don't, you know, I do not fight on social media. I have some good friends who fight on social media, but I do not do it. Um, But here's my thing. It kills me because people will be like, why would this shirt that says I'm glad you're gay need to be in a size 2T? And I'm like, probably because there are people
1: who are gay who have two-year-olds. (laughs) <laughs> exactly Shuggy. like the child themselves <laughs> probably doesn't understand but I again so why are they boycotting Target and not Old Navy because I have dressed my small children in pride apparel from Old Navy since two, 2019 like when I found out Old Navy does pride stuff we go there a lot of times I didn't know Target did well
0: some of the some of the pride they they feel like there's it's stepped over a line If it's got more than rainbows on it, we're just—I mean, like we can okay, fine. We'll give you rainbows. Um, But (laughs) it gets—it gets really, really, really nasty. Some of this stuff happening online. Um, I think Target is seen as more of like a wholesome, family-friendly kind of place, especially in the South, because that is where the the stay-at-home moms go to walk. Um, (laughs) But also, there, there, there—I mean, there are some, there are some gender-affirming. like bathing suits that have come out um, in the adult section or even in the teen section, because that is how bodies work. Some of us who are 30 years old still wear teen size clothing <laughs> um, that have things like tuckable on the swimsuit.
1: Okay. And that,
0: that, that really, really, that really, really scares <laughs> some moms at Target. Okay. has died. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like i want i want people to be able to be honest with how they feel like i i do believe in free speech but i believe that your your ability to swing your arms wildly stops when you slap someone else in the face okay like
2: Ooh. i like That's that I like that visualization i was imagining more like isn't this really the same concept as if you don't want your child to wear a shirt that says smoke weed every day and has a picture of pikachu smoking a blunt Then just don't buy it for them. And if they
1: they wear, if they have the money to buy it themselves, explain. Okay, we're not going to wear that to grandma and grandpa. Yes, we're
2: not going to wear that to Thanksgiving. Again,
1: if you are going back. That's where the
0: Target outrage comes from is because apparently Target should be the kind of place where anybody, anybody can shop because this is not the Walmart, you know, like. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing.
1: Target. My question is, again, and this would be the question that I would ask any client that I was working with on this who, would, who had an issue with this, is like, why does it directly impact you what's being sold in a store?
0: Well, because their children are asking them questions.
1: Yeah. Here's
2: That's I- why it's impacting yeah. them. It's because, because their
0: children are old enough to read and are asking them questions.
1: Yeah. And Ugh.
0: they have not done the, the the tiny bit of effort to educate themselves on what their stance is and what they want to say. And so they are put on the spot not what knowing what to say. Yes. Because here's the thing. If, if somebody, if a seven-year-old asks you what a tuckable swimsuit uh-huh. is, you say, you don't need to tuck anything yet. And if you do,
1: let me know. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I have two thoughts on that because one, like when we had a conversation, when we had an episode about consent, we talked about like, you want your child to be learning at home what your values are. You don't want the internet teaching them. Uh
2: So like first, right.
1: (laughs) But also, but also I feel like people's prejudices make things harder because if you have a almost six-year-old boy, like I do, and you walk into Target and you see pretty lacy bras, because those are hanging out in Target, right? And he goes, what's that? I want one. You say, I'm sorry, you don't have the uh, reason to need one. That is a piece of clothing that has a purpose. You don't have the purpose for that. We'll talk about it later. Um, And then,
0: and
1: then, you, then you say, so, let's do you go like
0: to- it because it's purple? Or do you like it because it's lacy? Because they do have purple things in your size. And they do have lacy things in your size.
2: You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what do
1: you like, like about it, yeah. Dig a little yeah. bit deeper. Of yeah. like, you know, is because I, I like my two year old and Rory can attest to this. My two year old's favorite color right now is pink because or it's bright <laughs> or rainbow. Yeah, too. he says rainbow is a color. He says <laughs> rainbow is a color, and but it yes, is his favorite. It. But like, we have not had any gay panic in our house about it. Well, <laughs> like my child's
0: just my female child's favorite color right now is blue
1: exactly Whoa. and but I,
0: nobody yeah. bats an eye at her
2: girl color but i feel like
1: so many i feel like so many people would be like oh my gosh my two-year-old son's favorite color is pink and it's like do you know why he likes pink because it's bright yes because it is, is huge
2: and bright
1: and stares at him in his face and also he loves miss rachel who always wears pink
2: <laughs> like there that's it
1: yeah. done The
2: bottom bottom line is that people are so terrified because of their own prejudices that their children will be turned LGBT, they'll be turned gay by the very conversation of it. (laughs) When in reality, that's not a thing. There is a culture around if you are accepting, you are more likely to look inside yourself and go, hmm, I wonder if this is something that I'm interested in. Not really sure. I'm gonna question it a bit. There, there isn't mm. what you what you really want is to teach your child to be, as Grandma would say, accepting and loving of everyone. You're not there to judge. It's not your job to judge. And I don't care who you think its job is to judge. Did that make sense? Was that a sentence? It's close. It was really close. We'll accept it. (laughs) Well, your job. Yeah. To judge. Yes.
0: Well, one, is there's the moral obligation. But also, if you truly educate yourself, like, as a parent, and even as someone who may be questioning, you see that, like, it's not all rainbows. It's not – I mean, like, just talking about the statistics, like, it's not something that your child is going to learn about and be like, yes, that sounds fun. Let's go down this road. Like, that is – And I think that's what so many people are afraid of. So many people are like, oh my gosh, if I teach my child the truth about all this stuff. But it's like, we just read the mental health statistics. Like it's a hard, hard road. If you actually know what is going, like what what the battle to be fought is, to be accepted in a world that wildly doesn't accept you, then one, as a parent, you're like, That would be such a hard road. But as a teenager, that would be a hard. Why do you think people have stayed in the closet for so long? Because the closet was safe.
1: Nobody wants. Also, nobody wants to sit on Christmas morning and listen to a non-affirming family member just talk at them for hours and hours, whether or not they're a teenager or not. Like, nobody wants to just sit on the couch and be like, great, I have to listen to a lecture because you can't shut up about it. Like. It's much easier to just keep it to yourself. Yeah. And so it's like you want your child to talk. You have your hand raised, right? Yes, what I have you my need? hand
2: raised. Because <laughs> school. I went, well, because Shelby brought up, um, I forgot what she brought up. She brought up something. Anyways. <laughs> because as a young adult, I just went to university. And look-de-doo. University. university college, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As a young adult, you know, you're you're there in a crowd of your peers. And if, if you really have an opportunity, have a chance to look in on yourself and find out, you know, what's going on with your identity. And I already knew I was bisexual. And then I was like, wow, I think I'm non-binary. And then everything collapsed in on us. And all of a <laughs> sudden, <laughs> in like the span of a few years, it is suddenly more unsafe to be not cisgender than it has been for a long time because instead of just a social context, there are now actual laws and things that are trying to be passed. There's actual stuff that is trying to go on. Like, I went to college for my freshman year and, like, the first half, I was like, this is so cool. It's so interesting to know myself. And then I was like, maybe I should just go back in the closet
1: <laughs> yeah. can i shove myself
2: <laughs> I back in the back. closet
0: Can i go back it was nice there
2: <laughs> yeah it was nice so like there's it's not only scary to have your family to not want to have conversations but it's also like oh cool yeah is the rest of the world gonna round me up and kill me <laughs>
1: like no how, that's like, how real long is it
2: gonna take before this is like we
1: enter? over christmas break Like Rory and I and one of her friends enjoyed going to. um, Sorry, I just used her and sometimes Rory uses they. Anyways, Rory, a friend of Rory's and I went to uh, their first drag show and it was so much fun. fun. And I was so excited because they were telling me um, behind the bar, they were talking about how we have like family days sometimes. And I was getting very excited because I was like, this is a great opportunity to bring the kids around as they get a little bit older. And, you know, like once a year have an exposure or they have like, um, they have like New Year's Eve parties, things like that. Um, and now that's not a thing anymore. And they banned it. Yep.
2: Yay. (laughs) Ta-da. Now in Tennessee, you can't.
1: And it was just like, that was sad. Because I was thinking, oh, this is a fun time to have a conversation. We enjoyed ourselves that day. Yeah, um, it was perfect. and was even fun. though there was only like eight people there because it was <laughs> Christmas break, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it when you remove things out of prejudice, you're also taking things away from the people who don't have those prejudices. And you know, in in Tennessee right now, which. Um, It's just really hard because we do have the drag band. We do have, um, in fact, you know, we have artists who will not come and do concerts in Tennessee. And I completely support that because they are making, um, you know, they are using their voice to support a community that needs it. But also like, well, that sucks. We can't go to that concert. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't want to walk in Target and have a hard conversation with my child but when you take all of those things away, you take away the opportunity to have conversations from other families. Well, you know? that, yeah, that's
0: my thing about the banning target. Is I'm like, okay, like that was, that's like a twentieth of the store. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the. But what about what about the groceries?
1: Yeah or <laughs> or um the Or like our
0: target specifically has like an Ulta and an Apple store in it. Like what if you need your phone fixed and you can't <laughs> because you didn't want to walk by a onesie that said, you know, like yay pride on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and I do think like in a conversation of how you're raising your children because when we're talking to parents of children of any ages, if you are teaching your child prejudices, you are in essence teaching your child limits. You are putting your child in a box and saying, I don't trust you to learn about the world and follow the beliefs and values that I have tried to teach you. And one, how sad that is for your child. And two, you're teaching yourself and your child to live in fear of just knowledge. Yeah. I mean, there is yeah. nothing wrong. You know, we we made the joke about furries and and that's not a, meant to be a prejudice. But it is a conversation where it's like I. Witnessed furries for the first time in college and then had to go and do some research because I was like, I am not going to be afraid of people who identify like this because yeah. I gotta fear <laughs> is limiting. Yeah. And if you don't feel okay carefully google some stuff yourself carefully <laughs> very <Google things>. carefully. <laughs> yeah, well I mean and again like okay let's say that you are kind of um I don't know, can we still say prudish? <laughs> if you are kind of traditional. against yeah, tradition I
0: sometimes identify further on the prude end of the spectrum like I'm a very conservative person.
1: Yeah, so well yeah, so conservative But that doesn't
0: mean that I want other people to be conservative people. Like, I'm not going to force other people to be a prude.
1: If you are too fearful because of your stances to educate yourself, find a trusted individual. Don't put it on your child, but find a trusted individual who you can say, I think my child is saying these things or this is the thing my child said. What should I do? Like, that is why as parents, we need communities. We need villages, you know, and I think. Um, you know, my husband and I have done this many times with Rory, and Rory knows this, where, you know, Rory may have said something to one of us, and we go to the other person, and we're like, okay, this was my response. Should I have added or the taken away anything? <laughs> you know, like, because I think that's... Oh, it that's makes fun. me think of that
0: that post about the woman, the single mom, whose son came out to her, and just like casually came out to her and she didn't know what to say so she was just kind of like uh, okay we can we can totally talk about more of this later and then he left for school and she called the uh, she googled and found a gay bar and called the gay bar and asked the bartender if the bartender was gay and then she said okay so what would you have wanted your mom to say to you
1: Exactly. And and I will say my one of my favorite experiences at Pride last year was taking um, my youngest and in a stroller and just walking around and having conversations with other parents of children that were there. Because when you have a small child, you people know you're a parent (laughs) or at least (laughs) think you are Um, a little bit more obvious. Conversations with other parents, having conversations. I had I saw a woman who had a shirt. That said, I think my daughter is gay. Talk to me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and I got also, to all the free hugs. People. Oh, I do love the free mom, mom free hugs. hugs. And
1: and oh. the thing that I like is if you are part of the LGBT plus community, what I have experienced is that older members of that community know how hard it is to be a young person, and they are more than willing to be like, "Okay, your child came out to you." here's what my parents did. Here's what I recommend you do. You know, like, there is a plethora of information out there for parents who will just take the step and have the conversation. Um, And even if you're, you don't have to wait until your child comes to you about it. Like, you don't have to wait. You can make an effort to, um, you know, I think, Target being in the news is a great opportunity. Hey, did you see this? What do you think of this? Because even if your ty- even if your you know thirteen year old boy shrugs and goes, I don't care, my friend's gay, who cares? You know, then you kind of can have the conversation of like, you're right. I don't know why people care that much. That they're, your friend's not doing anything wrong, or and just leave it at that. Like age appropriate conversations are important, but so is just having the door open. Because I feel like a lot of kids these days because of the negative experiences of their friends probably assume that their parent will also be negative about
2: it yeah um, and you will oh. also pick up on the things that your parents say they will listen they yeah. will hear if they're if you're eating dinner and they're in another room and you start talking in a prejudiced manner they're going to mm-hmm. keep that in their brain for the rest of their life oh, <laughs> because be like, cool, I mean children
0: are Always listening. Always,
2: always listening listening. <laughs> always listening even at
0: 17 months old yeah. always listening <laughs> yeah well, and so it's i guess it's just one of those things where it's like what is the first step the first step is to not hate something you don't understand
2: yes yes
0: and then then the second step is to develop a a comfortable nature of understanding even if that understanding is that you don't understand. This doesn't go with what I personally believe in my faith or something like that. Yeah. So, for yeah. me, I can't make that choice. But I understand what other people are talking about now. You know what I mean? Like even if it's I can't relate, but I understand.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. I have a I have a friend who is a very um he's a very Christian man and he uh from university. I like saying university because it makes me sound fancy. I like it too. <laughs> From my university, um, but he is—he is a very mature person, like quite impressive for being a 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he really is. Um, because he will straight up say, "I have a lot of very traditional Christian views, and I do not believe in these things, and I do not, um, I do not." Like want to do these things myself but I am not he told me straight up he was like I'm not going to stop being friends with people I'm not going to stop talking to people I'm not going and he'll have conversations all the time his roommate is part of the LGBT community and he's totally chill with it like he is it's not that hard <laughs> it really is he, <laughs> he is, is, I, I he is loving Earlier, yes if a 19 if a year old not even fully developed in the brain can go and sometimes kids are better in this than adults are yeah which a lot of time that's that's the case but because
0: because uh, they they look at things simply
2: and not not judge you and be just accepting and like okay i don't agree with it but i'm not going to stop talking to you i'm not going to stop
1: and didn't you tell me like he even clarifies like what pronouns would you like me to use yeah. and uses them. Yeah. And
2: he uses them too. He doesn't, because just... it's
1: not his, again, like it does take more effort to be hateful. Yeah. Like it takes more effort to be like, well, you told me from the very beginning. And I think college is kind of nice because you get a fresh start. So you don't have some of the hard, you know, there are challenges when your child Changes pronouns or something along yeah, those lines. You're like, you wow, forget you're in you're in a years. habit. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you can have that conversation with your child and say, um, you can you can say like, you know, okay, this might be hard for me. I might mess up. Yeah. Um, and Rory and I've even had that conversation of like, okay, I am probably going to mess this up occasionally. Yeah. But um, I think the biggest thing is like you potentially
0: used you. the wrong pronoun earlier.
1: I, so Rory and I have <laughs> so, talked about this before because sometimes uh, we've actually had the conversation and I've told like Lori when we visited, I was like, okay, Rory uses they, them pronouns primarily, but at home, a lot of the times we use she, her because the it's children so are, easier. well, it's it's <laughs> habitual, but also Rory has two younger siblings who right now are trying to learn the difference you know and so it's one of those things where like we're all learning together and i correct me if i'm wrong but we've had the conversation of like we're not doing it to be hate-filled we are doing it probably
2: by mistake shockingly your children will understand the difference (laughs) between whoops i'm messing up a lot or whoops we're just kind of this is this is easier if we do it this way and I'm doing this wrong on purpose because I don't respect you and I don't think your identity is real. Yeah. It's almost know.
0: like children can tell if you love them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you have that foundation, what, what are the talking points we've had in this episode, you know, like have a <laughs> So many. unconditionally love your child, the rest and have open communication with them. The rest of it will figure it out. Is your child going through a goth phase? Okay then they can wear the makeup that they want and you know you can have conversations about it but like honestly it's not really your business does your child think they might be gay okay they can wear the clothes that they want and they can do the things that they want to do is and you have a conversation about it the is other- your child
0: a vegetarian that <laughs> yeah. impacts you differently depending on whether or not they're old enough to work a skillet
2: <laughs> right yeah. yeah
1: well i know that uh we've got to get going and i know that you've got to get going but um I just appreciate Rory you coming on and, and having this conversation from the perspective yes. of who is being parented and seeing your friends experience this, because I think it's so easy as parents to kind of stay in our own lane and talk to other parents when, as we've said multiple times throughout this episode, like the conversation needs to include the individuals. You need to include your children in this
2: conversation. Yeah. So thank you Otherwise so much. confused. But yes, Rory, you're a
0: good person. <laughs> we usually say you're a good mom, and instead oh, you're a good
2: person. I, well,
0: <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, can't call her mom. Don't want to really want to call her a really? kid because she goes I to university now.
2: <laughs> you're a great mom. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I was going to, to drop this at the end of the video because I thought it would be funny. Because hello, LGBTQ community. <laughs> How are you doing? I 19 non-binary teenager i'm a 19 i am a 19 i am a 19 year <laughs> old non-binary uh, teenager past adulthood and i do go by they them pronouns but you'll understand that things are very confusing so <laughs> thank you so much you're all good moms slash dads slash parents guardians <laughs> caregivers care- caregivers <laughs> children in the car as your parents listen to this podcast
0: <laughs> children in the car
2: thank you i like your have radio voice <laughs> have a great
1: life all right thanks sis bye, bye. bye.